At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back into Live at Saturday, third hour. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel, Pamela Maldonado here. We are presented to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Keep a track of uh, the big Big 12 matchup where Kansas has taken a 14-12 lead over Iowa State. 9-26 left to go in the first half. Uh, this is a very, very big matchup and a very good conference. Kansas coming off of a home win over Cincinnati, but the road has not been a friendly place for the Jayhawks. Had a sleepy spot in Orlando where they dropped one to UCF. I went out to West Virginia, dropped one to the lowly Mountaineers as well. That was last Saturday. So Kansas trying to uh, shake off some road demons here against a very, very good opponent in Iowa State. Before we get to what we have planned, I'm going to pull this up because I put something together here during one of our commercial breaks. and I want to get your thoughts on this. I decided because out here in Las Vegas, uh, we got a um, there's it's funny. So with the, the Super Bowl on the way, there's actually a lot of these different shops that are opening up different um, different ways to bet. Right. The same game parlay is actually emerging out here in Las Vegas. Right. Um, interesting that it's, you know, right when the uh, the uh, the Super Bowl is coming around. And I think there's a reason to that. So I put together a same game parlay and I want to get your thoughts on this. It's okay. for fun before anybody gets mad. It's for fun. <laughs> Who cares? OK. Lamar Jackson, anytime touchdown. Yes. So let's write yeah, Lamar, anytime touchdown. Travis Kelsey, under 59 and a half receiving yards. Ravens, alternate spread, minus six and a half. And Patrick Mahomes, one or more touchdown passes. It's nine to one. So again, Lamar Jackson, anytime touchdown. Travis Kelsey, under 59 and a half receiving yards. Ravens, minus six and a half for the game. Patrick Mahomes, one or more touchdown passes. I like the Lamar touchdown. The Kelsey under, we talked uh, mentioned earlier how he could now be getting some double coverage uh, and have less success now that he's going up against a healthy defense. Mahomes, one plus touchdowns, that also makes sense. My worry would be the Ravens alt line at minus six and a half. Uh, this could be a 
I, I lean to the Chiefs uh, if I had to pick the spread. So that would be my only caveat is, or potentially it's like right on the mark and they cover by seven. Like the spread for me is just a little bit more dicey. Yeah. I would rather look to the under. Uh, well, hmm. Then oh, never mind. Never mind. I thought for some reason I thought in our confidence picks. I thought you took the Ravens in our confidence selections. I did the under. Okay, gotcha. Okay, that is my confusion. All right. Well, it's going to win, so it doesn't really matter. No, I like I, that's a good leg, but uh, the alt line at minus six and a half. That's just. It's just dicey going right, up against Mahomes. Hey, man, that's why we're doing it. Nine to one, by the way, it pays out nine to one. That's I think that was the other thing that we should uh, I should mention. So Lamar Jackson, anytime touchdown, Travis Kelsey under 59 and a half Ravens alternate line minus six and a half Mahomes, one or more t- passing touchdowns in the game pays out nine to one. Let's put a little something on it and have some fun. See if we can get that. Do I here's the thing. All right, here, set a line for me. Then I would assume how many of my legs do I hit in the same game parlay? Three. You're going to say I hit three. All right. Three of the four. All right, I'll take that bet. I'll take that bet. If I hit all four, then I automatically win our confidence selections by default, and you have to pay for everything. So how about that? <laughs> all right. Bring it on. All right, let's. Uh, with that, we move on because I am looking forward to that. The AFC Championship game is going to be great. Both games should be absolutely fantastic. But obviously, with the tight spread, low total, you expect a pretty competitive game between the Ravens and the Chiefs. Now. Since we last got together, we've had quite a few coaching vacancies fill up, and the head coaches now we're waiting for are in two different spots. That would be Washington and Seattle. And I think given the fact that we're still waiting for these two spots to be filled, logic would tell us that these two guys are currently in action right now, uh, which would mean assistance on these teams that are still alive. Uh, it seems all but guaranteed that Bobby Slowick is going to take this Washington commander's job. If you read reports, so you can kind of put like a pencil in there for Bobby Slowick offensive coordinator uh, to go ahead and grab that, uh, even though he just got eliminated last week. So I don't know what the, uh, the deal would be there. And for Seattle, the other interesting question is who's going to take that job. Um, and we'll see what is going to be the case. But overall right now, Pam, where this stands, uh, Dave Canales taking over the the uh, Panthers job. Antonio Pierce getting uh, the interim tag removed. Jim Harbaugh being hired over at L.A. Brian Callahan, now the new head coach for the Tennessee Titans. Gerard Mayo, as we know, uh, getting the Patriots job. The surprise, Raheem Morris getting the job over the, uh, the once minus 400 favorite to grab it. And Bill Belichick. Of these coaching hires, uh, what's at the top of the list? I think there's a there's a big, pretty big favorite that you would mention immediately. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, Jim Harbaugh. That's oh, the- I thought it was going to be uh, Brian Cannell. Brian, Jer- Brian Cannell. Jared Mayo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's definitely Harbaugh. We we talked about it towards the end of the college football season, where we were kind of predicting was Harbaugh going to stay in college football? Was he maybe going going to go off into the NFL? And the whole sentiment was like he's already accomplished everything that he could in the college football spectrum. So now he wants to go ahead and achieve greater heights in the league, in the pro league. So that's not a surprise that he's in the NFL at all. Um, I'm excited for it. You have a really great coach, uh, quarterback in Justin Herbert. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. My only thing is you, you don't really pass <laughs> what we have. What have we seen from Michigan in, before? Just from what we know, this is not a, he doesn't run past heavy offenses. They're typically ranked bottom 20 in the last four or five seasons when it comes to passing attempts. Now you have one of the best quarterbacks who still, yes, in my opinion, is one of the best quarterbacks in Herbert. I just don't know how he fits well into the offensive scheme for the Chargers. By the way, uh, really quickly, I misspoke. Um, Ben Johnson is the one that is all but guaranteed to get the commander's job, not Bobby Slowick, the other offense coordinator. Anyway, um, no, I think I, I actually I think that he fits pretty 
well. I, I think that when you look at what Jim Harbaugh likes to do, wants to do, you just need a good quarterback. And I think that uh, by, you're looking at Justin Herbert, who is going to, I think, be maximized by an offense like this, where you're going to get a load off your shoulders. In fact, I mean, you're talking about right now, I'll, I'll phrase this question to you. They're 30 to one to win the Super Bowl, a team that is laden with talent, a team that we expect almost every year to be somewhat competitive, but by many accounts has been held down by their previous head coach and Dan's, uh, excuse me, in, um, in uh, Saley. So when you look at it from that perspective, why am I blanking on not uh, Brandon Staley? Thank you. Um, You're distracted by college basketball. I am, but I'm also, th- <laughs> I'm, I'm making this thought as I go. Are the Chargers worth a bet to win the Super Bowl at 30 to 1, given the fact that they have a coach in Jim Harbaugh who, who essentially maximizes everything he touches from a football perspective? Everywhere he has gone, he has made rosters better almost immediately and made them competitive almost immediately. And of course, won at almost every level he's been at. For me, no. I would say in year two, yes. Uh, you want to get the value, of course, at 30 to 1. So perhaps a sprinkle if you believe that he'll make an immediate impact. This, there's so many problems, both offensively and defensively, for the Chargers that I don't think it's going to be a quick fix right out of the gate on all ends. And the defense is so atrocious. I want to see that improvement first. And then, like as I mentioned, I just don't know what his offensive scheme is going to be with, yes, you have a great quarterback, but I just, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, 30 to 1 is not enough for me to believe that it would be of value. I bet I'm already at 30 to 1. <laughs> for year two, I would say yes. Give him like a full year a full, plus a full season. Then in the second year as a head coach, that would be uh, more intriguing to me. I mean, in the AFC, it's not really a high bar to climb to be a playoff team right. at this point right now. Um, and I think you could argue, look, I know they're in the AFC championship game, but we saw the way the season went for the Kansas City Chiefs, right? And it's not a team that I think there is this gap between them and the, uh, the other teams behind them, specifically a team like the Chargers, where you have the quarterback in place. I think you have the personnel on offense. You've got good offensive linemen. You know, can you add a wide receiver? Does Quentin Johnston uh, turn down to be exactly what you expected to be a wide receiver? No, but that's also not something that is immediately dead, right? Like you can still uh, mold him, craft him, and develop him into a serviceable wide receiver. And then defensively, you still got pretty good talent along the edges, right, that you're going to have here. Uh, I think that there's something to this. And I think there's a reason why Brandon Staley was fired because this team was underachieving. I don't think it's this rebuild. I think that's why you got Jim Harbaugh. I think it's because you have something right now that is going to be able uh, to be brought forward to get pushed forward here uh, by Harbaugh given the way that he coaches. So and look at all those Cali ties, huh? Come on. (laughs) The guy knows what he's doing out there in Southern California. He knows what's going to happen. But I'm just I'm really high on this. I think Harbaugh is a really good coach and I think that at the very least he's got a playoff team on his hands and when you're talking let's go back to our conversation right about the coach that we were just talking about. If you get a guy like Harbaugh into a postseason, a decision maker like this, a guy who's going to be able to add wins at the margins, maximize win probability, I think you feel pretty good about what you're going to be able to do there. So Harbaugh's going to be there. And I'm very excited to see like teams like Washington. We talked about this. When you have the second overall pick and when you get somebody, if we're assuming it's going to be Ben Johnson, if you're talking about a team with a second overall pick, the assumed selection is going to be Drake May. I know that Mel Kuyper had Jaden Daniels as a second pick in his first first mock draft. That won't be the case. Uh, and if it's Drake May, and all of a sudden you're looking around and you add a couple more pieces, if you're watching a free agency, that, that team could vault into competitiveness uh, very quickly, the way this league works and the way that schedules work uh, in terms of getting easier schedules uh, off of bad years. So it could be a quick turnaround for a team like Washington, too. What I don't expect to be a quick turnaround is Dave Canales going to the Panthers. It's just a very difficult franchise to want to go into. 31 and 68 since 2018, tied with only the Jets for the worst record during that span. 
I was high on the Panthers entering the season and Bryce Young kind of really underwhelmed and underperformed all all year long. So it's just a very difficult atmosphere um, environment to go into. And I would have the least expectations from that. Yeah, it's a, it's a bad, like when your owner's throwing drinks on people and whatnot, and it seems like it's a pretty rough situation so far yeah. for Carolina. And for these others, you know, like uh, for a team like the Las Vegas Raiders and Antonio Pierce, uh, it, it all matters about what you're going to hand a higher in terms of a staff. Like, you know, I think Antonio Pierce, Dan Campbell, these guys are very much going to be a product of the people that they hire around them. And uh, you can make the right decisions. And Dan Campbell and the Lions did that with, uh, with Ben Johnson and this offense and how well it has gone. We'll see what Dan Campbell and the Lions look like once Ben Johnson heads off. And then a team like uh, Atlanta with a guy like Raheem Morris, I think Atlanta's right on the cusp in a bad division of being a playoff team. As we saw this year, you got to make the right decisions. And Morris, second time around here as a head coach, could be doing just that. So very interesting to see. And again, Washington, Seattle have yet to be filled. More fascinating is, again, Bill Belichick looking like he's not going to take on a job after getting fired by the New England Patriots. 22-21, 429 left to go in the first half. Kansas and Iowa State in a little bit of a rock fight right now. Uh, The bench, how about this? So we have have 43 points. They just threw up a graphic. They had 36 of 38 points scored by just the starters between these two teams. So not real bench production happening out there in the Big 12. Let's take our break. When we come back, Mick Schaefer's going to be, or Micah, yeah, Mick Schaefer, excuse me, uh, Chief Sports Director's going to be with us. Let's talk a little bit about the Kansas City perspective and what we're going to see in the AFC Championship game. Is the turnaround real for the Kansas City Chiefs of the first two playoff games? Let's find out. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network.
Make sure you check it if you haven't already. The vcin.com website. It's brand new. Looks absolutely fantastic. Mike Samich with the headline story of the day. His horse racing best bets for Gulfstream Park. And Matt Humans has his college basketball selections for the day as well. Make sure you check out the new vcin.com. Fresh look, better navigation, improved functionality, especially for those on mobile. Right now, vcin.com. Make sure you put your eyes on it. All right. Uh, let's get back to the AFC Championship game. We talked about this from the Ravens' perspective. Let's talk about this now from the Kansas City Chiefs perspective. Mick Schaefer's with us, sports director over there at KSHB 41 in Kansas City. Uh, Nick's always good to talk to you, man. So let's just start with this: uh, Is the city of uh, is Kansas City in disbelief that Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid have done it again in the AFC Championship mm-hmm. game for a sixth consecutive year? A few of us, yeah, right. If you would have. Uh been watching i know you guys were during you know the last part of november and december this offense was a below average offense not just compared to what they had uh put out there the previous five years but compared to the rest of the offense in the nfl this is uh it was very uncharacteristic and we kept waiting for the offense to flip the switch and they didn't in december they didn't kind of down the stretch during the holidays so you had to wonder as a chiefs fan is it going to happen seems like they have been a small sample size two games but it seems like they have in the playoffs Let's look at the offensive line, which could potentially play a threat for the Kansas City Chiefs. With guard Joe Thune out, how big of a problem will that be against the Baltimore front? I mean, look, he's the best. uh, He's been the best lineman for what's been a pretty good offensive line this year uh, for the Chiefs. Um, But I would offer up Nick Allegretti as one of the better um, interior backups in the NFL. He's a veteran. This is his role. He plays backup. Uh, for the Chiefs, he's played in some big games. He's got a touchdown pass in the playoffs before. So I think there will be a drop-off there. I just don't know how much we'll see it at left guard. The spot I'm really worried about for the Chiefs is Willie Gay. Will he be able to go? And if so, will he be able to stay out there and be you know close to 100%? He wasn't able to last week. He had to exit that game in Buffalo, and that was a big problem with Josh Allen running the ball. He's the Chiefs' best spy linebacker. And we know that's going to be a big position, uh, you know, facing Lamar Jackson. And speaking of injuries, Mick, no worries about Isaiah Pacheco. It sounds like he's going to go despite the, the numerous injuries he's dealing with. That, that guy's a maniac. Yeah, no, he could be like missing a limb and he's still going to go out there. Right? The game after his concussion, he was out leading with his helmet for, for like in every play. Right. I mean, just like, uh, unnecessarily. Right. No business decisions are going to be made uh, right there. I don't expect him to make one today. I am I'm fully confident he'll be out there and playing. So combining that with uh, Tooney's absence along the offensive line, what do you expect in terms of a role for Pacheco and, and production? Uh, it's been important. I think he's a, he's a big part of things. He was able to run for 97 yards uh, last week. Now, look, the Chiefs won the injury report the last two weeks in a big way leading into that game. They, uh, they've not won it this week. This is a Baltimore defense. Good, and it's, it's healthy. And so if, if, if Pacheco's able to get close to that production uh, tomorrow, it's going to be a big thing for the Chiefs. But, you, I mean, you know, with Patrick Mahomes, even when the offense is struggling a little bit and they're not back to their, their old selves, uh, it'll be pass first. And they, they will win throwing the football. Mick, you mentioned how the Chiefs have won in the injury reports in the last couple of weeks. Travis Kelsey had his best performance of the season in the postseason, back-to-back 70-yard games, but that was against Miami and Buffalo, both of which were decimated in by uh, on that defense. How much do you contribute the opponent injuries to Kelsey's performance? Uh, some. I, I do a little bit, but you know what? The Chiefs played some you know, 
add teams down the stretch in December by either Raiders and some other folks, a banged up Bengals team, and they weren't able to look like they were uh, in these two postseason games. So it's going to be a tougher task. Uh, no question. It's the Baltimore defense and uh, they're seemingly their best selves, right? And it's the, the, the physical unit, no matter what year it is. And this year has been great. Uh, but the Chiefs, so far in the playoffs, guys, they, they haven't messed around. It's been Matt, it's been uh, meat and potatoes, right? It's been Pacheco, Kelsey, and Rice. Rinse and repeat over and over again. And no matter how difficult it is to, to maybe get him the ball this game, he's going to get his uh, touches. He's going to get his targets. All right, Mix, you mentioned the potential absence of Willie Gay. We'll tie this into the defense overall. Hasn't been a good run defense throughout the season. Uh, how do you expect this uh, defense to hold up with or without Gay against this Baltimore running attack? Well, it's been good throughout. Uh, a little scary last week, though, against uh, against the Bills. It wasn't just Josh Allen, but Cook. Um, yeah, back-to-back games against the Cook family, I guess. But Cook was able to uh, uh, chew up some big chunk yardage. They were able to change that up in the second half. And if there's a trend that's going to that I look to repeat, uh, it's going to be the second half trend for this defense, which has been there all season long, to where they shut teams down. I think it's the last seven games they've given up 26 total points in the second half. That's you know barely a field goal per game in the second half. Sure enough, I mean and Buffalo was just yeah, they couldn't stop in the first half. They pick up seven points in the in the second half. So I really like uh, you know, Steve Spagnuolo and this defense's ability at halftime to make changes uh, in the right direction and figure things out no matter what happens in the, uh, in the first half, but that's going to be big, right? You got to you know, you know, make sure they they're not on schedule and they're behind the stick six and all that stuff. One of the biggest glaring differences that we have seen from the chiefs is that they are not the typical offensive juggernauts that we're used to seeing. The chiefs have reached the red zone on 61 times in the 2023 season, but have scored only 33 touchdowns in that span. Red zone issues continue to be a problem. Why is that? Um, that's a great question. This combination of uh, you know uh, a wide receiver core that really struggled this year, whether it's uh, you know running wrong routes, not being on the right page with Patrick Mahomes, or when they are on the right page, not be able to catch the football when they have the football, fumbling the football. They, they, it's been a comedy of errors. You saw it last week. Look, if the Chiefs are going to win tomorrow and win the Super Bowl, they're going to have to win in spite of all their borderline catastrophic mistakes they make <laughs> offensively. You saw it last week with at the goal line with uh, McCole Hardman on the jet sweep, just inexcusable, but Chiefs fans have been seeing those plays all year long. So it's been stuff like that. And, um, you know, it's tough in the red zone, but uh, it's gotten better. The last two games, they've gotten to the red zone. That was the biggest deal. I mean, they, they were played with three and out. They couldn't move the football between the twenties, at least against Miami and Buffalo. They've been able to get to the end zone, Miami. They still struggled, uh, you know, getting six, and not settling uh, for three, but I'll chalk a couple of those up to the elements. It was negative 27 wind chill. Last week, uh, what they have three touchdowns and uh, two field goals, so they seem to be trending in the right direction there. But first and foremost, they mentioned every week, Matt Nagy, the offensive coordinator, says it, it, it's red zone. End of story. Uh, that's the number one priority. That's been our weakness. That's that's how we win games. Mick Schaefer with a sports director, KSHB 41 out in Kansas City. So, Mick, if we're assuming the turnaround somewhat legitimate here for Kansas City, uh, what Baltimore wants to do on offense, what do you expect just from a scoring and tempo standpoint of this game? The total is at 44 and a half. Yeah, I uh, I like points in this game. And now, look, I, this is what I like. Don't don't follow me. I I, I have eleven dollars in one of my online betting accounts, so <laughs> take it with a grain of salt. But I uh, I like points in this game. I think the Chiefs are going to score. I like the over. I think the Ravens are going to come along with them. 
Um, I like the over and I like, uh, what chiefs plus four. Um, but I, I if, if, if last week's game over the 27, 24, um, you know, you put that many, those kind of points up. I think 24, 21 is very accessible. That gets you to the over. Look, the weather is going to be the nicest it's been for the chiefs in three games. They might avoid that rain altogether, uh, tomorrow. So I don't know how much the elements will play into it. So yeah, again, take it with a grain of salt. I like the over the, uh, the chief plus four. Mick, we appreciate some time today. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you, Mick. Yep, you got it again. Kansas City Sports Director KSHB 41 out in Kansas City. Yeah, the um, the scoring and the pace thing is it's, I actually haven't heard a ton of opinions on this. I see I hear more side than anything else. And you're on under under, under? I've got no, I've got no real feel. I think that it is correlated to the side. I think if somebody likes Baltimore, I think there's a, there's a correlation to that game going under. But uh, if you're somebody that likes Kansas City, right? And you're going under anyway. So I think I was, I don't really have a strong feel on the spread. I mean, I think I, I can make a case for both teams covering. It's just, it's really difficult for me to want to fade Patrick Mahomes in the underdog role is really what I'm hanging my hat on. If I were to back the Chiefs, I really do just like the overall sentiment that I don't think that we're going to see the pace that we saw last week from Josh Allen, like we saw from Josh Allen. I think they're going to, everything's going to be a lot more methodical. There's not going to be as much explosiveness. Uh, the Chiefs have had a turnover problem. They're 28 total turnovers. That's the eighth most. They've had two turnovers in the postseason now. That could also prevent some scoring, so... And we talked about coaching, going for it on fourth down, talking about possessions. If you're going for it on fourth and you don't get it, that's also going to help with the, the lower scoring. Yeah, it's been my theory about the the low scoring season overall is that as teams are, are buying more into win probability. Um, Two you know, point going, attempts. Right. Going for it doesn't necessarily mean and, and, and maximizing win probability on fourth downs doesn't necessarily lead to scoring. It just leads to you increasing your probability of winning a game. So I think that's why we've maybe seen a little bit of a downturn in terms of scoring. And like you mentioned, um, if you get some hyper aggressive guys and those aren't uh, converting and falling for you, then maybe you get a lower scoring game here. So market at least kind of thinks that because we opened 45 and a half and we're down to 44 and a half uh, for this game. All right, we'll get back to the National Football League coming up a little bit later. Uh, when we come back, we got Justin Bales with us here. Uh, Vilo Sports, we'll talk a little bit more about the college hoop slate. Uh, that is, speaking of which, Iowa State has eked out a 27-26 win. Win. Ooh, Freudian slip. Uh, lead over Kansas right now with 34.6 left to go. They were uh, reviewing whether or not there was a flagrant foul on the floor and Bill Self just got called for a tee. So we'll give you an update there. But more college hoops with Justin Bales when we come back. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, bringing you an offer that will help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet $5 on any game to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and if you use code VSIN, only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code VSIN, the crown is yours. A quick update here in the world of college basketball. We are at the break. First half total goes under. Iowa State covers the first half line. Two and a half point spread there. 30-26 Cyclones up on top of the Jayhawks at the break in the Big 12. 
With that, let's focus a little bit more on the slate later today. Justin Bales with us, Bilo Sports. Nice enough to give us some time. Bales asked Justin up on Twitter if you want to give him a follow. Uh, let's go to the Pac-12 first, Justin, because Colorado-Washington State, pretty interesting matchup here um, with some really high-level players I want to ask you about. But right now, we're looking at Colorado uh, currently in the range of about a one point, one and a half point underdog, total of 144, 144 and a half. What do you make of this Pac-12 matchup? Yeah, I think this one's going to be extremely close. Um, It's always a cardinal sin, you know, to bet on the team that most perceive as better on the road. I think that's probably a mistake. This looks like a good spot for Colorado. I think we're going to see Washington State kind of keep this game real close. I think they're going to eke it out at the end. Um, I do like their team quite a bit. I think that it's one of those teams that doesn't have – you know, the main star player, whereas Colorado, you have a bunch of guys that a lot of people know, KJ Sampson, Tristan De Silva. Now you have Cody Williams, who's going to be in the NBA next year. Um, I feel like this is a spot where, you know, Washington State goes a little underlooked. I do like them as slight favorites. You mentioned Cody Williams. That's actually what I was going to ask you about. Um, what do you make of his NBA prospects? He's been moving up some mock drafts that I've been watching. And obviously, Jalen Williams' brother has played very well. Could he be a top overall pick, you think, in a, in a pretty weak draft class? I think it might be hard for him to get to number one, but I also wouldn't put it completely uh, out of the question. He looks so good for Colorado right now. He's playing efficiently. He's showing his three-point shot. I think he's shooting over 50% of the season. Obviously, it's uh, a bit limited in what he's been doing. But, um, I mean, he just looks really good. And if he takes – I guess not him because K.J. Sampson is such a big part of – of Colorado's team. But if, if Simpson to Silva and Williams really make a run in March and Williams kind of takes over at the focal point there, I do think that he can really make his way up to a, to a top pick. Justin, looking at the SEC, Alabama's coming off its biggest win of the season against in-state rival in Auburn, while LSU is coming off a gut-wrenching loss to their on the road to Georgia. Alabama's 12.5-point favorites. What do you make of this matchup? Yeah, so... <laughs> I hate, I hate to say it for LSU fans, but I feel like Alabama is just going to absolutely dominate this one. I don't think that LSU has the players to stick with them. Mark Sears should score essentially as much as he wants, and I'm not even sure that they're going to put the burden on him in this type of game. You have other guys that can shoot the three. Obviously, Grant Nelson's good for uh, the center. He can stretch it. Rylan Griffin, even Estrada is a solid three-point shooter. And then you have guys that can just get to the line. Those are the two things that LSU really struggles with. Um, some concern is obviously at the end of the game, if Alabama decides that they want to give Sears a few extra minutes of rest, but I don't think that that's going to matter very much. Uh, I do see Bama putting on just a dominant performance. I think they could score 90 plus and I like taking the points with them. All right, I like it. Let's go. Uh, let's go back to the Pac-12 really quickly. I think everybody's eyes are going to be on this Arizona-Oregon matchup, especially after what the Wildcats did in losing to Oregon State earlier this week. Justin, what do you make of this? And can the Ducks uh, pull this thing off as small home underdogs? Yeah, I think this is a solid spot for them. They're starting to get healthy, obviously, and Folly Dante's back playing big minutes. Last game, Nate Biddle returned. Uh, that's a really difficult matchup for basically any team. You have two guys that are seven foot and six eleven that can play together because you kind of have middle that'll stretch the court a little bit. I think that Oregon can get the job done. I do think that uh, Arizona's the kind of team that has a chance against anyone really home or away. Um, I think if I'm looking at this game, I'm probably shooting more for the over versus a side. 
I think that both teams are going to score. One guy that I feel like is in a solid spot, I believe his points are set at only 12 and a half, is Pelle Larson, who's kind of been a do-it-all guy with Caleb Love taking over as the focal point of the offense. But I think that Pelle Larson over 12 and a half is a really interesting spot here. Michigan Wolverines, uh, they're having, they've lost seven of their last eight games, sitting at seven and 12 on the season, but yet they're one point favorites to Iowa. Do you have a play in this matchup? Yeah, I actually do side with Michigan here slightly. I think this is another spot where the quote unquote better team goes on, um, goes on the road and they have to play Michigan. The other big thing that I think people tend to overlook, especially people that don't really dive that deep into college basketball is Doug McDaniel has that weird suspension where he's allowed to play at home, but he's missing six or he's suspended for six road games. Um, they're just a completely different team with Doug McDaniel on the court. I think that's going to be big for them. I think four players really stick out in this game. Uh, but I do think that Michigan is the team that's going to get it done tonight. All right, Justin, before we move on to the National Football League, really quickly, uh, in terms of futures, do you think there's anything playable, anything that's worth adding to your portfolio for college basketball right now for people who are maybe just starting to get into it? Yeah, so it seems odd because I believe at the moment Purdue has the best odds to win it. I do think that Purdue is in basically a tier of their own. Two other teams that I'm high on just because of the way that they play in terms of having the point guards that can handle a defensive big that can change the game and someone that can go get buckets is Tennessee and North Carolina. And if you're looking for more of a long shot, I actually think that Colorado state is in a decent spot um, where I just kind of love the team that they've built. Uh, I think that's probably going to be more of a hedge out opportunity uh, rather than them actually winning March Madness, but you're going to get really good odds on them right now. Switching over to the NFL, of course we have. We're one game away from each team making making their way to the Super Bowl. We saw last week Bills quarterback and Josh Allen just wreck the Chiefs defense, 72 yards, two scores. How do you expect Lamar Jackson to kind of have similar success? Yeah, I love Lamar Jackson. Over 10.5 rush attempts, that's uh, one of the best that I've gone this week. I think if you want to play his rushing yards or if you want to play him to get in the end zone, I also really like that. It's just that the Chiefs are a team that give up a ton of rush attempts to the quarterback, second most in the NFL at 5.4 per game, which doesn't seem like all that much. But when you consider that most quarterbacks don't have designed runs, um, these are basically scrambles. And then Lamar Jackson, last week we saw it was 11 designed runs for him. He runs a ton, I think 13 rush attempts per game in the playoffs. He has nine plus in every playoff game in his career. And last week we saw Josh Allen had six design runs, six scrambles. So if you're giving Lamar Jackson six scrambles in a game, I don't think there's really any chance that he's going to stay under 10 and a half rush attempts, especially when you consider both teams are going to be playing their best football at the moment. Um, and it's going to be a close game throughout most likely. Justin Bales, Bilo Sports. Let's go to the NFC Championship game. Uh, our producer, Caesar is a very big uh, 49ers fan. He, he mm -hmm. believes that Brock Purdy is the MVP of the National Football League, and I know you've got a prop for him in this NFC title game. Yeah, so uh, I do have a uh, prop for Brock Purdy. I have over uh, 274.5 passing yards. I will say I am not a Brock Purdy guy. But <laughs> Don't hang up, Caesar. Hold on. <laughs> I, I don't hate Brock Purdy. I just, I, I'm not as high on him as other people are. Um, the big thing is, you know, Detroit has just been 
absolutely atrocious in terms of their pass defense. I do think that McCaffrey is going to be completely fine in this game. But when you look at what's been happening against Detroit over their last five games, they're allowing almost 375 passing yards per game. Uh, you're not facing the best of the best quarterbacks in those. Baker Mayfield just threw for 350. We had Nick Mullins essentially average over 400 against them in two games. And then Matthew Stafford and Dak Prescott, who are the higher echelon of quarterbacks. They also both threw for around 250 or 350 or more. Uh, Purdy, you can get it to Christian McCaffrey. You can get it to George Kittle. You can get it to Debo Samuel. Samuel, even Brandon Ayuk gets yak. It's not necessarily, this isn't necessarily a bet on Brock Purdy. Uh, In my opinion, it's more a bet on the 49ers offense. And in a situation where you're playing for the Super Bowl, I don't see this as the 49ers get a one touchdown lead late in the game and they're trying to run out the clock. I think they're going to win this game. Um, I do think it's going to be relatively handily. And I think that's going to come from their passing attack versus just McCaffrey on the ground. All right, Justin, I like it. We appreciate the time today. Uh, thanks a lot again. Bilo Sports, where you can find Justin uh, Bales and his work there. Appreciate it, dude. Good luck today. Thanks, Justin. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Yep, you got it again. Bales as Justin up on Twitter. You like that? I, what I'm reading is that I'm kind of reading my notes and I'm like, I think I'm leaning more towards the, the way I have things written to like the under is also coinciding with me leaning more towards the Ravens. So 30 minutes ago, it was Chiefs. Now I'm, it's Ravens. I'm, I'm allowed to choose my mind. I am a woman after all, but I, I am sticking to the under. But I think based off of like my reasonings, it does lend more towards the Ravens coming out with the cover. All right. By the end of this, I think you'll probably believe it's <laughs> a tie or something like that. Right. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's take our break. We'll come back. Well, we talked uh, player props with Justin. Let's talk a couple more player props for championship weekend to continue to look, of course, at what's going to happen to the Big 12, the matchup that I'm tracking. Iowa State, Kansas up by four. The Cyclones are at the break. Don't go anywhere. It's live that Saturday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network. 
VEASAN experts work for you folks. Start betting smarter with the VEASAN Pro subscription. You sign up with a VEASAN Pro annual subscription. And guess what? We're going to give you your first year for only $199. Yep, $199. 10% off. Just use the promo code LIVE. Get access to everything on our brand new VEASAN.com site. Plus, daily best bets on the leaderboard. Betting splits from DraftKings. Betting systems. Premium analysis. 24-7 video stream. Write-ups at every sport. And our upcoming Super Bowl betting guide with best bets and favorite props. Remember, promo code LIVE. Get your first year of VEASAN Pro access for only $199. Sign up VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We're back underway on names. Iowa State holding on to a 30-26 lead. We're just over 20 seconds into the second half, so we'll be keeping an eye on here. Uh, something to watch, the 46th-ranked shooting team in the country. The Kansas Jayhawks shooting 36.7% coming into this game from beyond the arc, one of nine from three-point range in the first half. So you would expect uh, a little bit of regression after a break, but regression is not always guaranteed. So we'll see if that's going to be the case. Five of 15 from three-point range, Iowa State right in line with where they're at for the season. All right, NFL player props. So I have uh, told you uh, about mine. So Travis Kelsey is at the top of the list in terms of under his receiving yards for this matchup. The market is heading in the direction that I believe too. So uh, a lot of smart people out there. Um, with Travis Kelsey under his receiving yards, 62 and a half. There's some spots as, as low as 60 and a half. Seen some other places as low as 59 and a half. For you, AFC Championship game, player prop that's at the top of your list. I know you got a couple actually. So what's... Uh, what do you got? What do you got? What do you like? I think my strongest one would probably be Rasheed Rice over six and a half receptions. Um, finally, he's just the go-to guy that Mahomes trusts outside of not named Travis Kelsey. He's been dynamite the second half of the year. Early on, he was on pace for 61 receptions. And since then, he's had 55 plus receptions in the last seven games, including in the postseason. After we saw Travis Kelsey last week light up the scoreboard with, with his abilities, um, 75 yards on five receptions. The expectation is that now Kelsey will be getting some of that double coverage, leaving Rice open. And Rice has just been consistent wide out throughout the entire second half of the season. He's going to need to be accounted for. I like his over six and a half receptions. All right. So Rishi Rice over six and a half receptions helps that Kadarius Tony is not going to play. He's right. not active for this game. Uh, so that'll help in that regard, too. And uh, Pacheco injury wise for Kansas City doesn't bother you too much. Um, I. I would still lean to his over on his rushing prop, which is 62 and a half. And for audience, he's going to play like he's questionable, but he's going to play. He is. um, He has to be. This offense has to be balanced. You cannot rely on Patrick Mahomes making plays with all of the wide receiver jobs that they have had this season. It's just been an inconsistent passing game. So, yes, I still believe that we see heavy utilization from him. And that's what we saw last week against the Bills. Pacheco was kind of a non-factor early on, but then they made their second half adjustments. He came out in the second half, broke off a few big ones. He can very much be the another key playmaker. I just have more conviction right now in this needing to be a passing game from Rice. What's the uh, what is the ceiling for playing over Isaiah Pacheco rushing yards? DraftKings is up to sixty three and a half minus one twenty. I'm just going for the bare minimum. I'm not trying to get va- uh, value here on better odds. 62 and a half would be the lowest. 63 and a half would be the lowest. Uh, like a pick? Just, just like the bare minimum, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty interested to see with Tooney out, with the Tooney out what that means for 
uh, a guy like his production for Isaiah Pacheco and against the Baltimore Ravens defense that, you know, it's been pointed out and rightfully so you can run on them. Like yeah, yeah. Th- that has been part of this thing. And again, going back to the thought of inviting the run as opposed to getting burned by the run. It's um, really just the injury part that gives me concern and sure. why I don't want to do like a type of ladder prop with Pacheco. Um, typically this would be a spot where I could go 63 and a half, 73 and a half, get a gain on plus money options for every 10 yards. Because as you mentioned that, yes, you can run on Baltimore since week 10, five running backs have hit 100 plus yards on the Baltimore defense, including 114 to the Rams running back in Kyron Williams. Could he have that success? Yes. Last week, I would have said go for it. But now coming in, maybe not 100 percent. It kind of just makes it less intriguing of an option for me. All right. So those are two Kansas City player props. What about for Baltimore? You got anything? For Baltimore, um, Mark Andrews, uh, I want, I would like to play him in some fa- in some fashion, maybe anytime touchdown, um, which is getting plus 135 right now, but we haven't seen him in the mix here, of course, for the greater part of the season. That would be if Lamar Jackson over rushing props, would, are, is that the obvious one? Is that the one that everyone's going to gravitate to? Over 210 passing, um, over 59 and a half rushing yards. That would make the most sense to me because just be, what we saw last week from Josh Allen, he had 72 yards on the ground, two rushing scores. I'm less inclined to want to take Jackson in the anytime touchdown category. Um, his over rushing and his over, I mean, we just talked about it right now with our previous guest, his over rush attempts also. And over uh, passing yards, too? Passing yards. I have it there as an option. Stronger lean towards, of course, his over on rushing. Okay, so 210 and a half. If they do as much damage on the ground as we saw the Bills have success last week, there's not going to be a need for the passing game. Mm. Okay. Um, Yeah, I think rushing is going to be the easy one only because of what the matchup is, uh, which is a very poor run defense for Kansas City and you're going to have some success here. I think that's why like instead of that adding it so like this is the same game parlay that I put together here for this matchup and using him as an anytime touchdown scorer as opposed to over rushing yards is going to be something worth looking at but so this is my same game parlay pays out 9 to 1. Uh, Lamar Jackson score anytime touchdown um the uh, Travis Kelsey under 59 and a half receiving yards again tying into the Kyle Hamilton aspect and just these linebackers being able to cover Kelsey and not having a very massive game alternate spread baby Ravens minus six mm-hmm. and a half for the game could have gone like really oniony and gone like seven and a half but you know what it's already alternate spread we'll go minus six and a half and if you're willing because I actually think four is still playable right so if I'm willing to lay four um, bumping that up to minus six and a half to add a little bit more to the same game parlay I think is worth looking at there because if they're going to win by five or more more, uh, then the likelihood is they're going to be able to cover a six and a half point spread as well, right? And then Patrick Mahomes, uh, one or more passing touchdowns thrown. Uh, very low bar to clear, right? Just one passing touchdown from Mahomes in this game. A guy has performed very well. I think you can get there. So uh, that is the same game parlay that I put together. Pays out nine to one. That ties into some of the player props that we're going to have in this game. The other matchup, and I, you hit on one that I really like, which is just in general, assuming that we're going to have some wide receiver success in this matchup, that is where you want to go. And I don't think you're going to be able to attack the middle of the field of these linebackers. Uh, I don't think you're going to be able to uh, go horizontal against this defense. You're going to have to start using these wide receivers uh, and attack along the edges. And I think that's where you're going to have like a Rishi Rice, for example, have a high volume of work. NFC Championship game. Let's uh, switch over to this. What do you got for the NFC Championship game that you're looking at? Um, you just kind of touched up on it. Jameer Gibbs over 76 and a half receiving and rushing yards. I think this is going to be 
a time where you got to throw out every option that you have. You can't utilize your backs just in the run game. Utilize them also in the passing game, which is where the area of where you can exploit the 49ers defense. I think Gibbs is going to have a good game. Amon Ross St. Brown over seven and a half receptions is intriguing to me because if you want to, if Jared Goff wants to stay competitive, it you really are going to have to make deep threat plays at some point. Those could come into Brown. David Montgomery, over 43 and a half rushing yards. I mean, how do you just stay away from Gibbs and Montgomery in this matchup? We had we saw the area to exploit the 49ers defense is in that run game. I think both of these backs could have really solid games. We saw um, Aaron Jones. He gashed the 49ers 100 yards. That's if you put these two players combined, Gibbs and Montgomery, that's equated to Jones for me. So I think they could have very much success in the ground game. Jameer Gibbs, anytime touchdown, he's just been a touchdown machine scoring every week, plus 120, and you're getting plus 120 odds. The defense, it is exploitable for the 49ers. I think you like the Lions here, huh? <laughs> what didn't I put them at 13? My highest rate, my highest yeah. confidence rating. Yeah, that would be my same game parlay. Let's just like throw them all in there. Gibbs over 76 and a half total rushing and receiving. Gibbs anytime touchdown. I'm sure that pays out nice. David Montgomery over rushing. I'd like those three options into a same game parlay. All right, I'll have to put it together here right now and uh, and see what it comes out to. Or Caesar, maybe you can do that and, and let me know. Uh, for me in this matchup, so again, I, I didn't really have a strong feeling about this game in in terms of the side. At the beginning of the week, I found myself gravitating toward the Lions, and and at this point right now, I still would. Like especially if we're talking about there's a couple of seven and a half, so minus one ten out there. But one of the things I think that I'm really going to start to look at here. Goff passing attempts. He's currently sitting at 35 and a half. It's a pick right now. I think going over his pass attempts, I think there's still a reality where this Lions team is playing with a deficit in front of them, right? And whether you know what I mean? And you're going to have to open this up. And and I know a lot of people assume that you can run on this defense, and maybe you can, but I think we've also seen that when this game when this team has been susceptible to negative plays defensively, we saw it in the Green Bay Packers game. The secondary has been got a couple of times, right? And I think that leads to an increase here in Jared Goff passing attempts and having Ben Johnson scheme an offense that's actually going to try to open this thing up. And it's going to be quick. I think it's going to be quick, right? Because you don't want to open up your offensive line, which is a little banged up, to true passing situations. So I think that's like quick, like three-step drops, get it out, really quick passing attack with some timing to it and going over your passing attempts if you're Jared Goff. So that was the one really, the big one that stuck out to me was Goff over 35 and a half pass attempts in this game against San Francisco. So And weather is a non-factor. So I like his Could attempts. Be. So that could open up to more passing opportunities. Yep. All right, we'll come back. It's the final hour of Live Bet Saturday. Nolan Bianchi is going to be with us. Let's talk about the Lions' perspective. He works for the Detroit News, covers the Detroit Lions. We'll talk about that. And also, if we have time, the future of Detroit, because it is pretty fascinating. Ben Johnson's gone, what this offense looks like after he's done such a brilliant job with Jared Goff and the Lions. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.